All right. What's up, Doug? Welcome, Tom. Welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to finally get you on the Diving and Thriving podcast. Yeah, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for uh, the opportunity. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to build this platform and have it be a space for people to have really cool, interesting conversations that like are valuable to other people. Yeah, yeah. I hope it. I hope my craziness, my crazy life, is uh, someone can find it of interest and uh, value. So <laughs> I guess yeah. that's the hope. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. And you know, it's funny. You do have a, a bit of a crazy life. Like I never really looked at it like that, but you're def you're definitely not traditional yourself. Uh. Is that is that fair to say? I I I guess you could say that, yeah. Or a little bit, I, yeah. You, you do things differently. I, maybe a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's cool. Um, and like I know, like people who are here in the creative space, like writers and artists, because I, I know you you've been a, a writer. How many years have you been a writer for? Uh, going on my fifth year here. Um, so I was in business before I started writing, um, and, uh, total failure there. Uh, totally had no idea what I was doing. And, uh, but I guess that's what I go into everything. I just, uh, which maybe is a bad habit sometimes, um, going in blindly without planning. Um, <laughs> but, uh, then I started writing about, uh, four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. And what led you to get into writing? Was, was it always like a passion of yours or was it something that you just discovered out of the uh, you know I, I did not write a page of my own stuff um, when I was in high school or uh, going to uh, our school uh, Raritan Valley um, yeah. it took uh completely getting on my own right getting out of all the the school obligations you know I didn't uh, graduate uh, you know and it, it just took me to completely I mean I kind of was like fiercely looking for what I was what I wanted to do you know because I mean yeah I, I mean I have that businessness I guess if you want to call it in me but mm -hmm. I knew there was something missing um, so yeah. it, I think it really drove it's derived when I first uh, started my LLC mm. and I tried to um, I was putting up content uh, I, I, I learned that lesson I learned one good lesson is content is king with uh, to build your business up yeah and uh, so um, I had this I, I think at one point I was going down like the motivational speaker route or something yeah. um, and uh, that didn't work out either but I was instead of doing motivational stuff which was I, I kind of got my content all mixed up and I started writing stories and I, I honestly didn't I was just writing on like every day after um, like I got done with like client work and stuff and like from 9 to 5 I was picking up phone cold cold calling people and uh just doing all that business stuff 
and then mm-hmm. five to nine or ten i just got on my laptop i found a local cafe and uh, i just started writing posts and stories about my journeys mm-hmm. through town you know um i didn't have a car um you know and i just i i went out at night a lot you know talk to the the people on the streets and uh you know i met some really interesting people really interesting stories and i just felt like i needed to share them and um and again i didn't know i was i wasn't you know now i'm like when people ask me like what do you do i'm like i'm a writer but before i'm like oh i have business you know but i was writing so much writing every day and i think it was seven or eight months into my business um that i'm like what i love this stuff like i love this like yeah what what is like so i kind of sat down i kind of went through a i guess uh what was it called uh um not roadblock but uh like a month's period where i hit like a, a solid wall like and i was kind of depressed for a while and i got out of it like three or four weeks later and started producing again for my business and um i made a terrible business deal and that's when uh everything kind of went downhill but the one thing i had when i lost my business um was my writing mm-hmm. and i think during that really that was probably like darkest time if you want to call it um you know i didn't really you know i got kicked out of my place um my apartment i was in but uh i guess what kept me kind of level-headed was my writing and i just kind of committed to myself um that you know i'm a writer and you know i i gotta pursue this and yeah. whatever it takes i had no idea what it took um i i knew kind of like yourself just you gotta keep working kind of you know i still kept that content this king um mindset but uh i just wrote every day and read a lot um, my reading never was uh still working on my reading but uh you know i read a lot more and um i guess that's what kept it kept it constant um just it, it started from when i um really got on my own really got my own place you know or not my own place i mean i have my own place but it was really just away from all this school the you know any obligations it's just me myself and i just to think you know all right got a business all right boom got that idea and you know now it's all on me and i gotta figure it out so when that happened um didn't have anyone to answer to um i think that's really when it it really happened and i figured out that you know writing is what i want to do yeah that's cool that's cool it sounds like you you slowly uncovered your passion for writing yeah you started your business ventures and then that led into writing and then you found that you liked it so much that that you stuck with it and that's cool um, yeah yeah and it's it's really cool uh how how are you how are you do you like not having anyone above you telling you like we need this piece or 
like I'm 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 sure you work with clients, but yeah, versus like having a boss tell you that is there is there a difference there? There is, there is, and like granted, I've had great uh, bosses, managers, um, and you know I've learned a lot from them, and I think that's why I'm able to you know be in the freelance because you got to be your own boss per se. Yeah, um, and many, you know, uh, I mean, you, you're your own boss in this podcast, and um, but I, you know, I was in the military for a short stint um, before I got uh, medically what? discharged. Who are you? And I love what, what branch? The, the National Guard, Army National Guard. Cool. Um, but I, I say that, I bring that up because I love. You know the good sergeants i love the good um you know you know captains uh, lieutenants you know uh my platoon leaders you know and i i love a good leader i love being under good leaders yeah i love being taught to you know where to go you know i joined the infantry you no know, i want to be you know you know i'm a you know i'm a grunt you know i'm a you know i want to be on the front lines you know just yeah. right up the right up the right plan and i'll do whatever you say you know just yeah you know but it's you don't find that many good bosses mm-hmm. you know it's it's hard to find that and, yeah you know i've had terrible bosses you know absolutely terrible bosses and yeah. like bosses that i'm just like are you kidding like in my head i'm just like are you kidding me like are you really uh-huh. not gonna you know and so it's cool to be you know on your you know i've let you know you were you know the, the college stuff um but it's cool to to lead teams and but you know when you're leading yourself and you know you have clients you have to answer to right i mean they're really the boss at that point um but yeah it's at the same time you're now you're a private contractor and, and what i do so you know i mm-hmm. do have uh yeah something to say too yeah um, so it's, it's a good balance right there uh but it's hard it, it's hard it's not easy um <laughs> like you got to be tough on yourself um yeah a lot and it, it, it's a challenge it, it, it's it's a big challenge um but yeah. it's something you always have to uh always have to be developing and learning um i hope that answered your question yeah yeah no that's that's great and honestly, like I was a big fan of what you said about the the leadership aspect, about following a good leader, because like you said, like it's sometimes it's hard to find good leaders to follow or, or people that, that you really admire or who really know what they're doing and doesn't bring into much question like how things are going about. And if it does bring into question, they have a- answers for why things are going a certain way and they actually have good answers mm-hmm. not just because i said so like, yeah something else that you would hear from like like a parent who doesn't have time to explain something but like yeah no that's that's cool to hear um and uh yeah yeah it's having good leaders is, is big and it's funny like at uh at our college we both went to raritan valley community college um they had like they even had like a, a leadership seminar or a leadership what was it a leadership series that's what it was called yeah did they did they have that 
when you were you were president. You were president of student government. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I had to throw that in there. I wanted wanted everybody to know that. Uh, uh, yeah, no, we we had the leadership series, um, and yeah, that those were uh, really important stuff, you know, and things that aren't really promoted, like you know, when you go to college. Um, you know, it's it's get the degree, it's go to your classes. Um, this isn't on the pamphlet of uh, the college. That, so it's kind of hidden, you know, within like the people that are really trying to, you know, want a little more out of the college experience, I guess, aren't just there for the degree. Um, and, you know, all that stuff is so important. And obviously, um, you know, we had some good leaders and uh, Russell, Russell was a great leader. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Alasia was a great leader. Yeah, Russell, um, Russell Barefoot, Alasia Walker, all, both in the student life department. They yeah. were fantastic, honestly. Like, I learned so much from them in just how to go about doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like, going about doing things within the system. Because, mm-hmm. like, when you do it, like, at a school, they got they have rules on how long like time frames for things to be done like guidelines and a whole bunch of stuff that you have to to navigate um but the the leadership series was special in its own right because you would i don't i don't know who you were able to bring in when you were at the college but i remember we brought in some fantastic people and we hosted one event called a women which was a women in business panel and we had four really intelligent really on on their game like women from a couple different industries and it was somebody somebody some guy came up to me i think no it was like a week later we saw him at a picnic at this at the college and he said that was one of the best events i've ever been to and i said really he said, yeah, do you have that recorded? I want to show my niece. And I was like, yes, the college records them. And I sent him the link. Yeah. So like you said, yeah, it pretty much is. It's a little bit behind the scenes. Like you can you can see it as you walk past the, the college billboards and it says, come to this like leadership seminar or something. Um, but it's, it is behind the scenes where like you have to go out of your way to go take advantage of it and for me i found that i the most that i got out of college was was outside the classroom Mm. like i loved being in the classroom and i picked a a communications major so it was something that was interest of interest to me and and i enjoyed it and i liked the teachers um but i definitely i was never a fan of of taking tests or writing essays. Never a fan. Like, I would joke that I loved going to school, but I hated going to class. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, <laughs> real quick though, real quick, I do have to uh, backtrack a little bit. I yeah. did not run the leadership series. I, the leadership series was an entity of student government. And mm-hmm. uh, actually, Dave Gibbs, my good friend, uh, vice president, he was vice president at the time. Um, he spearheaded that effort. So all, and I think we had one of our biggest growth years under him because he really just, you know, went the extra mile and 
developing that and he was a leader in that series bringing in all those people and you know he brought a lot of people into the student government office and um you know the people he brought in you know i think really made a huge impact on uh, the students that went to it and uh, that were fortunate enough to you know hear about it and go to it and you know again he spearheaded that effort it really did a great yeah. job there that's great honestly um yeah yeah that's that's really great like the way i got involved with it um i joined an honor society that they started on campus that was new called the nsls which was the national society of leadership and success mm-hmm. and then toward the end after you, com- you completed your requirements my friend and i kenneth cruz who's actually going to be on the podcast tomorrow um him and I decided we wanted to run for president and vice president. And we got some other people who wanted to be members and we all ran unopposed because it was like a brand new organization. So we were just happy to have a full team. Um, but then uh, I got asked one day if I wanted to help coordinate this leadership series because the last event wasn't coming together because one of the students was too overworked and then the other couldn't do it all by herself um so myself and another girl stepped in and helped put on the event um so that's how i got into it but i realized how valuable listening to other people who were leaders in their own industry really was yeah no that's that that's the key right if if y'all want chiming in here yeah Um, I, i think if you're uh you know talking about like whatever industry whoever's listening to this and um you know you, you know you're in a different industry than me um and you know whatever industry it is though you got to find the leaders in that industry um mm-hmm. and for for my case you know i'm always looking at writers and you know what they're doing you know how they're able to produce at the level they are i mean i think there's a ongoing war with writers of uh how to um you know become and get find your voice with writing i mean i did take like a the route of just kind of going on my own for a while i didn't really look at other writers i didn't you know try to read any writing books and then i, I think my writing really took a uh, a better turn is when um i did start uh listening to other people other writers and how they're doing it what their strategies are and um i i think you know and and again the the war is like hey you don't need to you know watch these videos like i've had other writer friends like just it's all about just doing it yourself you know it's like you got to find your own unique voice i'm like well i already have my voice but i want to be better you know Mm -hmm. i want to like i'm not i know i'm not the best writer but and other people have done it before me and who am i to say i'm the best that i can be you know because i'm not um and i think that's what it is just constantly wanting to improve and not uh putting that down so but the leadership series going back to is like you know that's just the general like you know that's for all industries all students whatever your major was whatever you're doing come yeah. there apply whatever you learn and whatever you go in, in your classroom and then beyond in my case i'm able to apply some of those things to uh, my freelance work and um working in business and um uh 
with all like the um, interesting personalities in my industry I'm able to work with. Um, so yeah, definitely a cool thing. Um, cool that you brought that up too. Yeah. Yeah. And what I love about that is that like the advice that you would get from that series and like other talks that were put on because there's there's a lot of talks that are put on whether like the chamber of commerce puts it on like i went to one from the hundred and counting chamber of commerce um you get a lot out of them like bring a notepad you take your notes and that advice that they give you pretty much works for a majority of industries like and a lot of it is really self-improvement it's becoming a better person a better leader yourself so that you're you're less challenged by like adversity when it comes up you're more prepared practice or you 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 can you can overcome things easier um and on top of it from going to these seminars you can make some great connections Mm -hmm. like uh, I've made some really great connections through these through these seminars, and one gentleman I ended up being his intern from. Huh. Yeah, yeah, a gentleman named Frank Abreu. Yeah. Which, yeah, I'm gonna aim to get him on the podcast at some time. But I ended up being his intern after I heard him speak, and I was like, "Wow, this guy's good." And I went up and I talked to him for a little bit. He's like, "This guy's really great." And then I went back, and Russell was there too, so I talked with Russell, and he said, I told him, like, this guy's great. And I told him, like, yeah, I wouldn't mind being his intern. They said, okay. And so we walked back up to him, and Russell said, hey, Frank, I'd like to meet, introduce you to your new intern. And I said, hi, I'm Douglas Katz. <laughs> yeah. And it just started that way. And, like, I ended up walking, walking him to his car, and we chatted and exchanged contact information. Um, and believe it or not, he actually, so he was putting on an event as he was a, a motivational public speaker, uh, life coach kind of deal, um, the same path that I'm going down. And he, uh, he was like, he was putting on his event and this was going to be like his second big event that he was putting on. And I was talking to him and I was, believe it or not, I was giving him tips on how to put on events how to promote events because I don't know if you know this I put on a we called it the One Peaceful World Mini Music Festival and it was about it was for six hours on a Saturday in April in 2018 and the purpose of it was to bring the community together and help make the world a better place through music bring people together through music uh-huh. and one thing we did was we went to like tons of businesses we ended up getting over three around four thousand dollars four thousand dollars in donations wow. um through like gift cards and like coupons and like other things that we could like raffle off so our, our whole deal was that we were going to raffle off all these prizes four thousand dollars worth Mm-hmm. Um, or give them away, somehow like give it to the attendees or raffle it off. And then the proceeds from that raffle were to help the homeless in Somerset County. Mm. 
And so we ended up making a donation to Ship in Somerville, yeah, which handled all of like who's actually like the. It's it's much better to to give the money to somebody already doing it than sometimes it is to try to do it yourself. Oh yeah, no, that I was. That's a great organization. I actually did some work with them too. That's a great yeah. organization. Yeah, yeah, they're they're fantastic, and. Yeah, and so that was what we did. And I can't tell you how much I learned in that, in that like month, month and a half, two months from when we were planning that event. It was mind boggling how much I learned. Um, I learned persistent to be persistent. And you talk to somebody, say, yeah, yeah, show up, come back uh, Wednesday at two, and I'll be here. And then we could talk that. It's okay. So I'm working with a, another gentleman who's a, a 40 year old dude named Rodney, real cool dude. And him and I would just drive around and we'd, we'd come up with a schedule. We're doing this on this day and we're hitting this town on this day. And then we would show back up to that business owner on Wednesday too. And he might say, eh, come back. I'm sorry. You caught me at a bad time. Come back uh, Friday at three. So, okay. So we come back Friday at three. He said, oh, you guys must be serious. You keep showing up. <laughs> and then he, uh, the guy, the one that comes to mind was the guy that owns Verve in Somerville. And he ended up giving us $200 in gift certificates. Oh. Yeah. And, like, the dude's shoveling his own snow out in front of the, the business. And the guy's real down to earth. Yeah, he's a good guy. That's a good guy. He is a good guy. Rick St. Pierre, I I believe. That's um, that's how you pronounce pronounce his last name. Oh, you Um, know you know him. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like, but he's a he was a figure when I was living in that area. So he he was a good guy to meet and always made the time. But busy man, important guy in that. Yeah, yeah, he was busy. Um, but yeah, it was it was so cool. I met I met like a, a handful a good dozen of people like like him who were quality people who want to help you out like who, who saw that we were doing a good thing for the community and we would show back up we'd talk to them we'd ask them what they could do and you know i learned so much in that process that when i was intern to frank abreu i was giving him tips on how to put on his event. And this this guy, he's, he's in his 40s. Um, and he's, like, working a, a legit job in healthcare. But, like, me being a, a 23, 24-year-old is helping him. He's giving him advice. And I'm like, this is great. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, when, when um, if you're, you know, when you're... I don't know, you mentioned that Rick St. Pierre. That reminds me, I... I actually went up to him when I was, and this is all like when I was first starting, I did a lot of stories on people. I had no idea how to post them. I, I got yeah. a website and I just posted it on yeah. website. You, you did a story on me. I did. Yeah, yeah, did. it's on your Instagram. I did, I did, right. yeah, yeah. And I, I think, uh, I'm, well, that was, yeah, that that was, yep, I did that one. And then um, the longer pieces, I think the full profiles, I did a bunch of those and I actually, uh, ran into rick a few times he was down like to i was like hey and I, I really didn't have any um limits i didn't put any limits on myself and he was kind of probably one of those 
busiest kind of most everyone in the town really kind mm-hmm. of needs for a lot of things at least as far as i know yeah. um and i went up to him and like hey like i saw him again like out in front of his store just looking at the town stopped like i think i was longboarding by <laughs> <laughs> i was just like hey uh you you uh can i write a story about you <laughs> he's like yeah sure here's my card blah 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 and then i i think it was like he didn't really think i was serious um yeah because i come up like in this uh you know long board and yeah you know and then i i message him like like a few like a day later or something or less than that i'm like hey uh when are you free to talk like i'll walk you through the process what i do but i'd love to write a full profile on you. and mm-hmm. again i'm not affiliated with i'm not getting paid or anything for my work so it's like yeah I'm total freelance but um how where is this guy like who's he right like he, he had no idea who i was i'm sure he's seen me around town before riding a bike or my logboard but now he's like oh my gosh this guy's like getting serious and then i like see him outside of a coffee shop and i'm like uh like a month or two later i'm like are you ready and he's like for what <laughs> and i was kind of like some people kind of some people allowed me to write these stories um, about them when I was first starting out. And, you know, I think the importance when you're freelance is, you know, you can have your own platform, but you gotta, you gotta start, you know, just, just start somewhere, you know, you don't have to get like these, you know, Joe Rogan, you mentioned when we were chatting before, Um, just start with people that are local in your town. Um, Yeah. Try to go too big and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, don't worry about the the financial aspect. Just just try to master your craft in the beginning. Yeah. Um, you know, write as much as you can. In, in my case, um, but uh, whatever your, the craft is, just you know, do as much as you can of it before you can before you really start to branch out into other um, outlets. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and like I mentioned this on our, our other conversation, but. Like, it's, it's interesting with that of, of making content and just starting out. Like, I, I was always, like, a perfectionist, like, as a kid. And, like, so many instances that would hold me back from doing what I wanted to do. Like, I remember I was, I was, I've been throwing around the idea for a podcast for years. And, like, I was throwing around, like, another concept for a podcast. And... I was trying to like figure out everything like, all right, so who am I going to reach out to for guests? Um, if I'm a new podcast, are they even going to like, ex- like, are they going to think it's a joke or, or what? Then how do I record the podcast? Then like, how do I come up with the, with the like logo for it and the thumbnail? And I was trying to figure out all that stuff up front. And at the end of the day, I never started the podcast. Yeah. So... Like, there's also a, a big value in starting something before you have all the answers. Um, yeah. And just kind of working through it and making mistakes. And, you know, believe it or not, mistakes are good because you you learn something from it. They teach you something. So, yeah, yeah it's really valuable. I had, to, I had to see my one friend, Chris Banish, put on his podcast. And I was on his podcast two or three times. And 
I got to see like, oh, so this is how it works. Okay. And then I would ask him questions about his process. And he was saying like, yeah, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing in the beginning. I was like, really? Like, yeah, no, I was, I was recording. I was just putting my phone up to my ear and talking into it as I'm on a walk on a windy day. And then I'd get home and like the whole podcast would be wind. That's all you'd hear. I was like, oh, really? Oh, wow. But he was like, yeah. And then I learned from that. So just so many things was, was a, it's, it's really cool to, to get the ball rolling on something you're interested in to like work through the kinks, make mistakes, learn from it, grow and improve. And yeah, man, I, I think, I think that's a, a major benefit um, to people. And like, I don't, I don't think it's pursued enough within somebody's own kind of like their own individual like career that they're pushing for themselves not necessarily like like trying to get a job you can use it to get a job but I've always kind of like since my mind was expanded to entrepreneurship and owning your own business and being your own boss like there's there's a lot more that comes with that than does come with being an employee because you get benefits as you're an employee you get a steady paycheck there's there's trade-offs to it but i don't i don't think like many people really think that starting something for themselves is really like something valuable or something worth their time Uh, i guess it just depends on who you are uh i mean it's just one of those things i don't think people actually know what it is what it means when you go out what they're going to encounter you know they they live this life before you know with whether you're in the corporate field and you decide to go into business or you're you'd never even start in the corporate field and you go into business which was my case um but whether whichever route it is like i think the thing they don't teach is um you're gonna suffer like you're gonna go through some terrible things and um you know depending on like the backing i guess you have uh for business you need a a good financial cushion right there um with uh art if you're pursuing the artistry stuff um it is um you need I, i guess you need more support and I'm not not necessarily financial support, but you need more people support. Um, business, it's about capital, in my opinion. But the artistry stuff, you need a good circle of people that are going to be able to pick you up when you go down. You need whatever craft it is, painting, music. You need us, you know, in my case, writing. You need people in that industry um, that are in that craft that can walk you through those times. But it's um, I just had a conversation with my friend. Um, I guess you got another question after this, um, before I go, feel free. But, um, I guess the point I was making, telling him was, um, you gotta love being broke. You gotta love it. You gotta love whatever, you know, crappy place you're living in. Um, you know, living off the rice and beans and stuff in the beginning, um, I mean, if you don't love that, if you don't like genuinely 
I mean, like maybe now you might not, but you got to prepare yourself to love it because you're not eating steak anymore. You're not going out to dinner anymore. You're not going out to drink. You're not going out for uh, weekend drinks with friends anymore. Like you're building your craft and you're building your masterpieces. Um, a business, again, I can't speak fully for it, but you got to go in with solid, you know, background with money. Um, but with the artistry stuff, which I'm speaking of, is you got to get ready to embrace whatever that storm, man. And business, yeah, you got to embrace that too. But, you know, I only can speak for what, you know, I've been doing. And it's going to happen in the beginning. You're going you're gonna to be going through some shit in the beginning. And, you know, you might have to disappear for a little bit. Um, you just got to prepare yourself. Um, you got to tell the people around you what's what you're doing and what might happen it may not but it may it may happen uh most of the time it does um if you're fortunate enough it won't but get yourself ready for that um and that's the mistake i made is i didn't know what i was getting into i had no idea i was about to face this stuff and um you know it's gonna happen tell the people in your circle you know and get your mind ready for a war you're about to uh, face before entering into that battlefield. Mm. I love it. I love it. And that, you know, those are some wise words, Tom. I think that's a great note to end it on. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. I, I hope uh, um, you this was a good conversation for you and whoever listened to this. Um, I, again, I appreciate you uh, having me on. Oh, oh yes, I'm excited, and I'm excited to have you on again. Oh, yeah, man, definitely. Let me know. Time comes, and yeah, man, thanks for thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. You got it, man. All right, man. We'll catch up soon. All right, dude. Have a good rest of the day. Okay. All right, you too, man. <laughs>